Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'll tell you what, I'm hungry. And since we're at your house, Chrissy, what you're expecting, lads? Oh, I've got, I've got, got any amount. <laughs> <laughs> we all know when the deliveries go to. How does a cheeseburger burger taco, Caribbean chicken rice bowl, and a prawn pad thai sound? Ooh. Three meals between four. Sounds good to me. Get in that kitchen. Get not that pro- penny on. Not a problem, lads. Do you put any uh, primary sauce on the prawn pad thai <laughs> or not? <laughs> No. You put a bit of trout in I've, it. I've got you? extra soy sauce just for you, John. Oh, boy. perfect. You know I like you know I like this food swimming, don't you? Oh I Yeah, swimming. You got the uh, Hello Fresh deliveries in? Wow, it's brilliant, man. You know if you can't be bothered to make food on up during the week. Which is quite regular for me. Can't be bothered to go to Asda or wherever, whichever supermarket you go to. I'm I do my uh I'm like a day to day shopper. I'm not a big shop man. So that's dangerous, John. I'm a day to day. I've gone multicultural today. Oriental. Mexican, Caribbean, not a problem. <laughs> right, mix. I know, yeah. Tour of the world. We'll Funny go Golden Ramsey. We'll have we'll have a sample of each. I think. No, yeah. Funny enough, there's not that many uh, Caribbean restaurants in Barnsley. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it'd be nice to try a bit of Caribbean food. The jerk chicken. Yeah, it's, it's a great way. To, it's a great way to learn as well. By the way, learn how to cook and stuff. Yeah. Time saving, saving as well. They have a variety of meals that are time saving. So yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm sold, lads. Are they doing low calorie meals? Yeah, they're doing low calories as well. Oh yes, they are. So they're, by well. any chance got a high calorie menu? Have they? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get involved in the high calorie one. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get involved. I'm gonna intercept. I'm gonna be watching them email with bated breath. I'm gonna intercept and see what. Uh, see no what, planning. See what no shopping. No food waste. Just bang straight to your door. Bang straight to your door. Open your box. All your recipes. All your ingredients. Decide what you want. What day? Straight in. Can we generous get... portions as well, by the way. Yeah, I know we're all portions. big eaters here. We are. We are. We are. So is there any? Uh, can anybody get an offer from from HelloFresh from us? You certainly can. All we've got to do is go to www.hellofresh.co.uk and use the code Kosh. What do you get for that? I you me. ask. You've got the piece of paper in front of you. What do we get for that? 50% off your first box. Yeah. Oh, yes, and 35% off the next three after that. That's a right saving. Yeah, it's a couple of months worth, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Oh. Well, you're, you're, can you... It'll save you in your big shop or your little shop. Me, me seven little shops a week. <laughs> <laughs> get on it, John. I'm going to get on it. I'm going to get on it. I might even go for the old calorie, calorific one. The lo- what, the low calorie? The low calorie one, yeah. See how I get on with that. See if I can lose this one of these three chins. What picked do up they do Christmas. quick? Do they do quick meals? Oh, they do rapid quick meals now. Really? So if you're if you're a man about town on the rush all the time, 
Don't worry about that. Quick ones in, 10 minute prep, 10 minute cook. It's on the table. 20 minutes, job done. If you're looking to impress a female as well. Ooh. This is the longest ad in the world, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're looking to impress a female. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking to impress a female, bit of a bit of a nineteen. Yeah, just hide the boxes. So yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've been out. I've shopped. Candlelight on the table, a bit of pot puree under cushions. Oh, bonnie de douche. <laughs> Don't get much better, does it? All the ingredients are there. All the the instructions are there, and she's going to think you're a top-notch cook. Yeah. You can even talk her through the nutrition information. Yes, you can. Impress this, her even more. This Julie is calorific. <laughs> I'll get you slim, Julie. Don't worry about that. So all you got to do is go to www.hellofresh.co.uk, enter the code KOSH and get 50% off your first box and 35% off your next three. Enjoy. How are we doing? Welcome back. Good afternoon, lads. Good mo- morning. Is it? Borderline. Yeah. Hello, anyway. Hello. Official start to the next series. New, new guests. It's good to be back. It is. It is. Refreshed Re- after the Christmas break. You both Revitalized. looking well. Revitalised. Both yeah. looking really well. Thank you. I can't say the term about you. <laughs> 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 Did you, you have a good Christmas? Yeah, I had a good Christmas. Yeah. Good. First one where I've not, uh, not had to... Well, I'm saying that I never did actually think about what I was eating. A rough estimate, how many calories Christmas Day? Uh, I'd be disappointed if it weren't topping 8,000. <laughs> Do you have a, a breakfast? solid eight. Yeah, bacon sarnies Bacon that. sarnies for breakfast. Uh, and then, obviously, the big dog. I bet you it is a big dog as well. Oh, it's, it's big. It's big. I mean, in parking household, we go all out. We go all out. We have uh, not just a prawn cocktail for starter. My old dear puts a bit of trout in it. Trout? Trout. I'm not having that. No? I've, I've never heard of that one. You're, you're not having it because you've never been fucking invited, so don't, <laughs> worry, don't, so don't worry about it. A bit, of, you, a bit of smoked salmon. I like a smoked salmon. Yeah. Do you get the same sauce, the Marie Rose? Yes. Yeah, lashings. It's, a, it's an absolute I reckon, I reckon there were at least a thousand calories just in the, <laughs> just in the sauce. I reckon your ratio's all over the place. Oh, it's it sloppy. Sauce yeah. to trout? It's, yeah. like, it's like a... Pro, oh, like a soup. It's like a prawn and trout soup. <laughs> 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 no, just lettuce just lettuce I don't want no tomatoes in it I don't want no cucumber in it I just want lettuce yeah. tomatoes work well lovely with a Marie Rose no has that got out moist I bet your gravy ratios oh that's that, I, I, I've got to reapply halfway <laughs> through I've got to reapply with gravy you get them in sauce in the gravy as well don't you oh yeah like, I'm not I'm not one for like it's a gravy train with three carriages on back because <laughs> you, know you, you know when you put mint sauce on you know when you put mint sauce on with your teaspoon it, you are prone to just one big dollop in, in, in the same place, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So what, what you do is, gravy bowl, put your mint sauce in, stir it up, and you've got a level consistency throughout your whole dinner. That's a little life tip for you, that, people. That's true, because it can get too much. If you go 80% mint sauce on the, on the spoonful or forkful, yeah, it's too much. It is. So put it in your gravy bowl, whisk it around, and you've got a perfectly level consistency. Minted gravy. By the way, we're in my conservatory, so if you hear the little and screaming, he's actually all right. <laughs> he's on his own in kitchen, but he's all right. <laughs> yeah, he's, got, he's, got he's, just, he's just playing with new steak knives. Riding <laughs> for Christmas. It is fine. Talking of presents, any any belters to report? I got some suitcases. Oh. Some what? Some suitcases. Some suitcases. Yeah. Good. Good present. Underrated Solid present. Solid present. Solid present. You don't. Although I had a bit of a miss that Christmas day. Because they're, they're they're a good size, 
good size suitcase, good present, well well wrapped as well, which I was surprised. And I said to Oscar, 11 now, I said, oh, we won't have pay for you going all day now, you'll fit in there. No, no. I said, come on, try it then. He got like a contortion. He were like that. He were like, fuck it, help, help. Send him to the circus. Fuck it. He were like a Chinese guy on 4-11. Fold it up. Squeeze right in. Right. Right. I said, I said, right, come on. I'll wheel you in kitchen. So I shut it. And class went on. Could I get it open? Could I get it open? Like the panic setting. Like, he's like, what let me doing? out now, Dad, let what, me out now. I could not get it open. <laughs> what were you doing? Just thinking about just chucking it in the room? <laughs> yeah, thought, well, at least, at least. <laughs> Rose, yeah. ever, can you just ask uh, Alexa, what's the best way to get rid of an 11 year old in, in a suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> so was it not, was it like the, just a standard cl- clasp? It, it was, no, it's triple clasp. Triple <laughs> clasp. And all, and I pan- honestly, it, it was probably, it was probably, 15, 20 seconds, but it felt like... Was the tears involved? The, no, it was beyond tears. It was panic. Mm. From you or from him? Both. <laughs> he were, it, yeah. What were your best present? Me wor- I'm going to tell you my worst one. I, I got bits of good things, but my dad, he's just got a habit. At his local golf club, there's one particular hole where apparently it's a gold mine for lost golf balls. So he'll be, he'll just go in the, he'll, he's not bothered about playing it. No, no, it'll be honestly half an hour. Like, he'll t- take his shot and just get in in the bushes. And he, people don't go in there to find the ball because it's like, raw, uh, what they're called? Thorns. 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 So there's, you'll get cuts, guaranteed. He's not bothered. He'll just get straight Cheer in there. And he'll find, this is no exaggeration, he said he finds 90 to 100 every time he goes. Spend some time in bushes. <laughs> Say in half an hour. He said it's just a free for all. Like every step, he's he's picking up five balls. <laughs> so, uh, so me and my brother. It's not in one of these fancy dress costumes. No, no. So me, and, me well, and the weeks before Christmas, he was looking after my nieces, and he, um, me, my brother noticed all the eggs were taken out of the boxes and placed in the fridge. You know, like they've always got egg things, haven't they? No boxes. So on Christmas Day, me and my brother. Vote, <laughs> have opened a box of 12 found Strixon golf balls. Oh, free they, range. Well, they're not free range. <laughs> free range Strixon. <laughs> Looks what's in but, tears but he, gone into that present. I know man. I'm the favourite because my brother opened mine first. So he's got the colourways and my dad's whipped them off and went, no, no, no. Then he's given his and he only had Strixons. See, Strixons are not bad. Strixons are not bad, but they're not quite colourway level. If they'd have been top flight. you to the extent of taking them off your brother? Oh, I was raging. <laughs> If you can't do that. That's why I'm the. That's why I'm the favourite. <laughs> if they'd have been top flights, I'd have just fucking thrown straight my Commandos. Yeah. In fact, next time I got playing golf with him, I'd have stood next to the bushes and I'd have all twelve back at bushes to go and fucking find them again. But it makes sense because every time I used to go around, like say November, he just have cuts on his neck and on all over his arms. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't add up. So you know but, what you need to get your dad for next kids, don't you? A machete. <laughs> <laughs> or a first aid kit. Yeah, machete. You get right. a bad reputation hanging around in bushes. I know. Like George Michael style. He loves it though. All his mates got the same. He's, he's, all his mates got a 12 box. He's, he's still picking thorns, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, well, at times I see him, he's just got cuts all over his arms. <laughs> Been in the bushes again, dad. He's swimming through like Dave Williams on channel. He's just swimming through these fucking thorn bushes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Unos wins this weekend. Yes. Um, Shit again, me. What, so you're on two. Jeez. We've not got the, we've not got the winner yet, but there's two in for seven hundred and odd quid. 
I can't, I can't, you'd, you'd think, you'd think that, obviously been a footballer for 20 years. You know something about football? I know something about it, I'm miles off it all mm, the time. You I'm, think about it too much, I think. I'm getting, to, I'm like, I'm think I've got three or four out of nine. By the way, it was a tough league as well. Yeah. You see, oh, it, was, it, was, it was FA Cup weekend, obviously, but there was a few games there when you think, all the best. I mean, as we are here, there's one game left and there's lads got eight out of nine. Yeah. It's fitting remarkable. How many have you got? got to be Two. Two. <laughs> I did it dip do this week. You did dip do what? You <laughs> did what? I shot. It dip do. Cat's got the flu. It dip do. Just just I picked them at random. The oh, thing right. is, that it was that, them type of games that you could get away with doing it. You'd think. Well, I didn't. <laughs> it didn't work. You didn't get away with this. Well, how many you are? Four. So you, I, think, I think I'm four. So They were like they, they were the most banker ones, weren't they? Yeah. Big thanks to... Who Knows Wins, sponsoring the podcast for this series. If you've not already downloaded the app, get on the iTunes store or Google Play, download it, you can join our league. It's not just that, um, building leagues for yourself and your mates as well. Yeah, It it makes watching Soccer Saturday or whatever you watch, the the scores coming just even better. Yeah. Because we're 20 minutes to go, I'm on six. Really? And I got that. You're getting giddy then. Yeah. We've kept our Christmas one going with the family and that. Yeah. So uh, you, can, you can join your own league and oh, so you can a, make it, your own league. It, it's going throughout the year now. It's not oh, just right. not just Christmas Day. No, it's a, it's getting competitive and all. That's the thing. But, isn't yeah, it? we're gonna. There's gonna be fallouts. Well, yeah. I can imagine there is anyway, it's, especially it's gonna, with your brother. There's gonna be six, <laughs> six, six golf balls next. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the beauty of it. You can you can obviously come in our league where we've got where we're getting some really really big pots, but you can set your own leagues up and. And, and use the money for whatever you want to use it for. Yeah. For a fiver, it is good value, isn't it? Stephen McPhee this week? Yeah. Matthew. You both play with him? I was uh, I was at Hull briefly with him. I was, but he was um, crocked, I think. I did, yeah, he, he, he injured when I first went, but he, he got back fit and played played a little bit with him, but probably, I'm not, not sure, maybe eight games, ten games, something like that. Looks like he's got a bit, bit of a story to tell, looking at his, uh, the clubs he's played for. I, and... I had a bit of a chat with him. Earlier, because you two, you two were late. Mm, apologies for that. Yeah, most sincere apologies. Very strange accent. Global accent. The thing is, he, I think he, he moved around a lot when he was young, I think. Yeah. So he obviously picked a little bit of a twang up everywhere he's been. Bit of Scottish, bit of European. At least we could understand him. Yeah, it always helps, doesn't it? <laughs> it's always so. And he weren't happy with you two being late. I know. You got, we got a bollocking, didn't we? Yeah. Thanks to everyone who signed up to the Patreon. Yes. We've had, we have had a few comments, I must say. Why do you always call it the Patreon? We always put a little bit of a... Like, not Patreon. The Patreon. Mm. You know what I mean? You always... Enthusi- Enthusiasers. Correctly. Is that a word? Enthusiasers. I bet you both just made them up at the same time. Patreon. Patreon. It's not French, is it? Patreon. Patreon. No, but thank you very much for signing up. Uh, supporting the lads yes. still not quite enough to get me new teeth yet but we'll keep chipping away we have had a few comments in we're putting all the best ones on there have we? But we're not we're not nah no chance we've, we've got, got a right mixed bag we've got to put we've got to put some on haven't we? yeah I mean got, to, be fair, with, um, to be fair Carlton Palmer is in my top three so yeah it, uh, for me we have put one of the best ones on it but we will distribute oh yeah Fairly, yes. So, so look, at the, look at the draw. Saying. Look at the draw, really, because it's already decided which is which, isn't it? I mean, we, yeah, we've got to. I mean, we, we we're travelling further afield now, aren't we? You know what I mean? We, we, we like 
we're going to London. We're having to stop in hotels. Uh, pay obviously pay for rooms, pay for the guest drinks, pay for our pay, drinks, pay for your drinks. It's always it's always there's always a bill at the end of it. It's the snacks after. Yeah. Fuck me. What, what do you not eat, do you? <laughs> <laughs> what I like it's not the best thing is, always aiming all that at me. Like just get a, a portion of onion rings and a burger. <laughs> you know what I mean? The best thing is we're we're booking an hotel to stay in London or anywhere it's always there's always penny pinching going on oh no we can get it cheaper than that we can get one cheaper than that and then nobody blinks an eye at spending 120 quid on breakfast in morning <laughs> we did that at parlour yeah nice though eggs benedict <laughs> what did you have you had some at random eggs royale eggs, eggs royale fuck me Oof. so yeah so we have we, we have got to try and start making a, a few quid out of the job because it's costing us now well mm. it costing us before but we took it on the chin for you but no, thanks to everybody who signed up for the Patreon so far. There'll be many more episodes coming. Yeah, yeah. it's much appreciated. It is. We, as I say, we, we we do we do really appreciate it, and and hope you're enjoying it. Still, people are still getting the four free, aren't they? Yeah. We've got a game soon. A couple of games soon coming up. Yeah, we? we've got games coming up. Barnsley Sheffield Wednesday coming up. Uh, in fact, we've got a walk for that. We're doing a sponsored walk. Uh, for, for two mental health charities, so if Can I just it, say I didn't sign up to this. Eh? I didn't sign up to this. Well, you're coming. Well, I believe so. <laughs> yeah, you're coming. It's uh, it's a walk for for two mental health charities, as I said, and we're starting in in Barnes and we're doing like 20 miles, and then we're ending up at the the Barnes and Sheffield Wednesday game, and we're going to make a video of it. So if if anybody can can sponsor that, that'd be fantastic. It's going to take six months off my Vans this walk. We've got, to, <laughs> <laughs> we've got. I was thinking myself, I don't know what to wear on my feet. Yeah, the grip's essential. Uh so we we're doing a, a sponsored walk, and as I said, we'll put the we'll put the just giving out on the on the whatever we whatever Twitter. That's it. Uh, great cars, isn't it? Yeah. So hopefully we'll raise a few quid, and then we'll make a video. And you can watch the video, and watching a struggle at four four o'clock in the morning. Four in the morning. That's what time we're starting. Yeah. <laughs> Piss off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not walking twenty mile in four, four in the morning. Wait, wait, well, you are. You are. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you are. You signed up. Okay. Your name's on the list. You're coming in. It's another long, another long one, lads. Long intro. Yeah. Mm. If you crack it on, if you get him in. I think we better add. Yeah. We're here now, Macca. <laughs> come on, come on. Hey, how are we doing? Very good, thank you. Thank you right, for man. having me. No, thanks good for coming on, here. mate. We've had a, uh, an early telling off from him as well. I do like my timekeeping. What did you say? Keeps to the road. If we you can't be on time, fuck off. Yeah, that was the that was, that was, that was, so the look at it, it's actually happening. This. I've got to ask you about um, the crack with Damien Delaney when you were at Hull. We like to start on a good and don't we? It's one of my favourite stories. It has been mentioned before. I don't know if it has or not. I think it got brought up. But um, I can't remember who you asked, but it slowly got dropped. Well, the reaction, the, the reaction, but you, you tell it, Maka. So what happened was, from what I remember, Damo had just split up from his missus. So me and little Yates, he Mark Yates, um, Damo go out on a Saturday night. So I was like, right, we're gonna get Damo here. So I went to the shop and bought uh, uh, another sim. And me and Yates, he started texting him. 
and just small stuff because obviously he got pissed on a Saturday he, he can't remember all the birds he chatted to <laughs> <laughs> so uh, me and him started texting and me and Yates here laughing in the background and that and we're like right you could tell it was a slow fish a big fish but slow and eventually started biting and biting and it's like yeah I can't remember you so and so but yeah yeah so we put the bait out there we said do you fancy going for a Chinese and he uh, had you even sent pictures as well I just sent pictures of no we didn't send any pictures or anything like that it was all text um, thank god for that because otherwise god knows what I would have done so me and it's like right right we'll get him to the Chinese and we'll have a bit of a laugh so we did the text and we're like right we'll set him up in there uh, Beverly uh, and we'll be sat on the table next to him and I thought it was all good banter and uh, he lo and behold we're watching we, we're texting him while we're in the Chinese where are you <laughs> and uh, and he's going. I can't see you. Where are you? And me and Yatesy are sat there watching Damo walk to and fro in this Chinese. <laughs> and then uh, it wasn't until I can't remember how we let him know. I, I'm not sure whether we let him know on the night or whatever. I think he saw you, didn't he? I think he saw you. He then saw us. Stormed out. But I'm not sure. I can't remember whether he saw us and then stormed out and knew it was us. And then uh, obviously the next day in training. Uh, can't remember whether I was injured, well, probably was, um, or training. Come back, gone to get in my car, and all four tyres are slashed. Ooh, oh, slashed. Demo. Slashed. Yeah. Not down. No. Slashed. slashed. Yeah. Knife through them. <laughs> so I was like, okay. But you've done your gear as well, hasn't it? All your gear. All your gear well, See, you... I can't remember the gear. Yeah. I only remember the car, and that was the most frustrating thing at the time. So You're not obviously, taking it well then? I didn't take it well. I, Red Mist came over. I was like, for fuck's sake. So I stormed straight into the, the <laughs> thing. I was like, knew it was fucking day. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? From what I remember. And uh, I think it kicked off from a, a little bit. And all I remember is um, Parkinson at the time pulled me in the office. And I said to him, look, I won't be held accountable for what I do. If I don't get my money back. <laughs> I will not be held accountable for what I do to that man. Gaffer, you best sort this out. They were, they were Razor over tyres and all, weren't they? So they were. They're not four, cheap, are they? Four, five hundred quid a pot. Yeah. So. Uh, Can't put a price on your. Pride, I don't remember though, the clothes you? because my, my gear was shit anyway. So <laughs> throw that out the window. But yeah, he was like, "Don't do anything stupid in your normal spiel. Keep it." Okay, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm four fucking tyres down. How the fuck am I getting home? Um, and if I remember, eventually, I'm not sure whether Damer knows it, but uh, he, they took it out as wages and uh, I got the money. But the best thing about it was um, I needed four new tyres anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So, all you tread. So he, on on that note, I was like, "Yep, yeah, no problem, Damo. Thank you." But, <laughs> yeah. Did he speak? You know, when you come into training, nothing. No, ever ever since that, he never spoke to me. You ever even again. after it, every even after it, yeah. Spoke to him since? Nope. Nah, no. man, he's got to be better than that, sure. You see, yeah. you've just got to go in, hold your hands up. He's obviously hungry, hasn't he? Because he's not had his tea. <laughs> <laughs> he's not had his tea, has he? Because he's going for a Chinese with a, with a bird, right? Just go in, sit down with the lads, have a Chinese and just say, well yeah. played, chaps. He, yeah, yeah it was one of those, you just, you work together, you just got on, but we did not communicate one single bit. Yeah. What and little Yatesy was sat in the background laughing and going, <laughs> <laughs> did he speak to, did he speak to Yatesy? 
Uh, yes, from what I've seen. But yes, he couldn't drive. So he, he, <laughs> he, he, he got not got but he was involved in the... Oh, yeah, it was all... Well, to be fair, it was my idea. Well, I'll admit that. Uh, but yeah, me and him... Joint yeah. effort. But Joint it's for quite a few days. This was like... The, the rest of the lads in the changing room knew. We all knew what was going on. <laughs> so we're coming in like... Macca, and it, out last night? Yeah, we, we were messaging last night and that's it. Well, it was probably a good... Week, week, at least a week. It? Yeah, it was a, like I said, it was a slow burner because he was, he was like, he wasn't sure at first, and then we mentioned a couple of things because we knew he'd been out. We knew certain things. Oh, we, you've been in this bar. Yeah, you gave me your number, so and so. So it was like just reeling him in, and eventually got him. And yeah, he didn't take it well. The poor lad. Oh God! He never said a word. Just came in the next day, never said a word about anything. And then Macca got to his car and all four tyres are slashed. Suspect to nine, man. In the club, did he did they check on CCTV to see who it were, or did he admit it? Or like no, nothing. They just, just I I was I was just at the time from what I bloody remember, I was just fuming, and like I said, I wasn't going to be held accountable. It was probably me sticking my chest out, probably handbags at fucking paces. Uh, but yeah no uh, Parkinson sorted it out and I was like as long as I got my money I'm happy and I needed like I said four new tyres so I was buzzing <laughs> and He's then, done you a favour then hasn't he bonus on top of that not having to talk to Dame was even better <laughs> <laughs> it was a fro- frosty atmosphere that, that, that was after, after training you know in the uh, canteen and that after training mm-hmm. I, I, think you, say, I think you were injured weren't you and Damo were obviously training so in the canteen after it was frosty. Because like, we're all taking it piss is. out of Demo. So yeah, yeah. you have a nice Chinese last night, Demo. <laughs> oh. what's, the, uh, what's, the, what's the spare ribs like in that, in that Chinese in Beverly, do you know? Nothing what? back. No, just totally blank. I bet, him, I bet he never said four words all morning to any ah, of us. You've just got to swear. Yeah, it would have been funny to see a camera in there. Just see him. Nice. Just, you could... You could probably feel him ready to blow. Premeditated. Don't bring it bread knife. It shank one, shank one in training. You're like, oh, fucking hell, Dave. You got a prawn cracker in your fucking left foot. You were going for it, mate. But he never, never said a word. It was, it was funny, man. It was funny. You in there filling you in the canteen, filling your Tupperware up because you have been brought up, Dean Windass. Yes, I, uh, I listened to it. Uh, I can safely say. It, my lunchbox didn't get shat in. <laughs> but uh, how that lunchbox came about was a little bit different. Uh, the the missus didn't give me a packed lunch every day. What's the point in giving you a packed lunch every day when you've got a full spread? So what I used to do was bring a little packed lunchbox, take it home and uh, have it for tea. Save your cooking. Save me cooking, exactly. Being efficient. <laughs> I've done that many a time. That, that day, yeah. The fucking smell in the dressing room. <laughs> were you there? Were you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised I never got. Uh, I never. Surprised I never got accused. <laughs> I think it was only the fact that I was at training that I'd have never got accused of it. Obviously, I was there with Macca when I went to Hull. Only, only for a month, maybe. And you were injured with Ashby and Colsey, and I had one night out in Hull, and you three came. And bear in mind, it was like we're all three of us on crutches. Yeah, <laughs> all, all three of them are, have had career-threatening injuries, right? And I just remember being must have been in between pubs in the middle of this park, and the physio was out with us, and these three were launching the crutches at the physio, <laughs> like non-weight bearing. 
three weeks after the art. If you're physio, Amazonian spears. Physio, if you're going to have three in, at the club at that time, if you're going to have three injured long terms at the same time, these not these are the you not have the, asked for a worse. These are not trio. the three that you need. I mean, Maltby, Maltz were a very, quite easy going in that way, and which were probably lucky. But he must have had some fucking pain on with them three. <laughs> it really must. Interesting start to the game, starting in Holland. Yeah, Canoke and Nederland uh, and Beach Nederlands Prater. I'll have one of them with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can speak uh, um, well because uh, it's been so long since I've talked Dutch. I can pretty much understand everything. But went over to Holland a few years ago for a lad that um, came up the youth through uh, a lad called Theo Janser. Uh, played for Holland, played Ajax, played all the others. But it was one of those um, big red book moments, and I was like the surprise. And it wasn't until I went there. This and is I, your life. This is your life sort of thing. But in the football world in Holland, and I was the, the special surprise in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're, they're in the back room interviewing me and I'm there. Were you the speed <laughs> when the doors opened yeah. and the smoke went out? And uh, it was all the, the lads that came from the, not from the Vitesse professional youth team, but the team that we played for beforehand. And all the lads were there, and obviously I was a special surprise. So I'm in the back, and I'm getting interviewed and that, and they're talking in Dutch. And I'm like, yeah, I can still talk Dutch here, and I can still hold my own, which was, uh, wasn't was too bad. So it was a bit like riding a bike, and the more words you hear, the, the easier it is. And then I got brought out, and it was like, oh, not really much noise here. All right, guys. <laughs> and just went around, shook everyone's side. Good to see you and that. <laughs> so it, so it, was, it was like a massive build-up. And then, I've never seen the episode. They must have played music in the background going, everyone cheering and that. But for me, it was like, well, fucking hell. All right, guys. <laughs> After all this way, nobody's fucking cheering. <laughs> Nobody knows who the I am. big reveal. So how did that come about then? Because you went over with your brother. Uh, did you? So uh, originally, uh, my dad's job took us all around the world, lived in Singapore, Greece, Saudi Arabia, uh, and my dad's job took us to Holland, um, started playing with a local team, and then got scouted by Vitesse Arnhem. Um, then, lo and behold, my dad gets shot off again, and um, stayed with Vitesse Arnhem, and they brought us up through the, the youth system. Um, hell of a youth system they have in Holland. Um, so from what age? Sorry. What age did dad leave you in? Yeah, yeah. 14. 14. 14. Is that hard? Um, for a 14 year old, uh, at the time, no. Um, because you, you that, in my head, I was that naughty guy from a young age. I liked to be inquisitive. I wanted to push people's boundaries. I wanted to check things. So they put us, <laughs> I wanted, uh, they pushed, they put us in a... You did say I wanted to shag things then, didn't no, you? No, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's what he said. I wanted to shag things. <laughs> but I laughed at them. I, yeah, I, I, wanted wanted to, I wanted to check things out. Oh. Yeah, you're pushing your boundaries. So <laughs> not shag things. And shag things. Stick me dicking out. Well, on that, on that note, thing. that's what they used to do in Holland as well. So anyone that was there... Uh, uh, hadn't lost the virginity. Um, they used to try and take you down to the uh, red light district, and they'd throw you in with a prostitute. Because you're not far from Amsterdam. No, in, um, so we're about an hour from Amsterdam. But every town in Holland has a red light district, and um, it, you, it was spike put here, so it was uh, the translation hooker corner, and we used to walk through it. 
we used to get the bus to training, but we used to stop on the corner, walk through Spiker Quartier, jump back on the bus and go to training, just do a bit of window shopping. <laughs> but any of the lads that hadn't lost the virginity used to get thrown in. It's like, right, go and, go and off your pop. Off Even at 14, 14 year old? Uh, no, it was more near 16. <laughs> oh, that's all right, <laughs> yeah. More near, near 16. Because um, at that time I was still uh, living with the family. And then it was about a year and a half, two years, um, sort of, I was a bit of a naughty boy back then. And they'd probably say, uh, he was becoming a bit of a handful. Okay. Because uh, he's gone from a lovable rogue to he's getting a bit fucking much now. Back then I was doing the football, doing the school, but then you've also got the friends in the neighborhood. But the friends in the neighborhood knew you played football. So I started smoking weed and doing certain things and you go back to house parties and, and this was at like 15, 16. So I was like, oh, this is great. So eventually <laughs> they, got, they got tired of me coming home smelling of weed and hash because um, that's what you did back then. Lucky enough, there was no drug tests. Well, otherwise, I would have been fucked. <laughs> <laughs> How come? Um, it, it's, it was probably peer pressure more than anything. No, How come there was no drug tests? Because we, we got tested, didn't we? Don't in the youth me. teams over here. Um, all I remember back in Holland, I never remember yeah. anyone ever mentioning any drug tests at that age. Um, if I had done, I would have been buggered. Um, because we used to what hang around with the, the locals and we used to smoke weed. So go to school, do football, hang out with the, the group. So even though it's legal within the country, it's still a no-no within the game over there. Oh, it's still illegal. An illegal drug's an illegal drug. But yeah. I look back at it and I think, I'm surprised we never got drug tested mm. at young kids. Um, because that's, to be fair, I'd probably say there was uh, at least at least 40% of the lads were smoking it. God, mad that, isn't it? Was it performance enhancing as well? Were you flying? <laughs> Floating. <laughs> I, was fly I was flying the night before training. <laughs> Not during training. <laughs> but you were living the dream really then, weren't you? Tom, yeah, well, it, 15, 16 year old. Well, it went even better. So we obviously left. I can't remember how it came about, but they separated me and my brother because he was with me at the time. And they put my brother into the football hotel that they've still got now. And they put me in with another foster family. I'm like, you know, this isn't right. And being the person that I am, I was like, I can't have this. The only way I'm getting out of this is by causing a fuss and creating some trouble and that's what I did like a little kid you would and so you um, wanted to get away well no I wanted to be back with my brother right so I from looking back I remember just doing anything I could to make that family's life miserable and I apologize, <laughs> Don't apologize to but me, I just wanted to be back with my brother because uh, we've been together all our lives etc uh, and lo and behold, eventually uh, enough time came, they put us together and we started living in a hotel together um, at 16 on our own. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything, waited on, come home, our room's clean, amazing service. Um, going to school, going to training, school, training, food, yeah. What a way to awesome. do it, yeah. You must and have, it, you both, you both must have been decent players because the, the, I think anybody else that just fucked your off. I must have had something. It certainly weren't my banter. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just making this life family hell? Just to try and get kicked out? Yes. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, have you got siblings? 
uh, yeah, and to be taken apart from a sibling at that time. Why they did that? Um, it, it, I think it was to do with the age. It was, <laughs> to me, I was like, you've just taken my right arm away and someone to bounce stuff off, something that, and back then you, I think mobile phones had only came out and they were this fucking size. <laughs> mm. So it was like, right, I need to get back to my brother. What do I need to do? And the only way I'm getting back to my brother, cause he ain't coming to live here. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go live there. Yeah. I'll just, if they, in my head at the time, I was like, if they want me enough, they'll put me with them, but I need to get rid of this lovely family, but I need to be naughty. And I was. <laughs> what, just like breaking curfews? Breaking messy. curfews and just uh, any, any rule that they set as I broke, yeah. You still get on with the football and you still do that, but in the back of your head, you're like, right, I need to get with my brother because that's where I'm the happiest and where you're looking back on football and life, etc. where you get the best football is when you're happiest off the pitch as well. Yeah. So you were born in Glasgow then brought up I suppose in a Dutch culture do you see a massive difference with that when you came when you went to England like was there a massive cultural difference um no um I'll tell you about when I had when I went to Portugal that was a massive cultural <laughs> difference but when I moved to England the way that Holland um brings you up as a footballer is to be the most confident little shit in the world so you are better than everyone yeah even if you're not even if you're not so mentally you are better than everyone so always remember when i first signed for cov was with the first team 16 um playing away with mcallister and uh, i always remember in holland it was about skill as well as the way of reading the game so the skill that we used to have in Holland was that you used to boast about it's called Pana and Pana means Megs right so when I first came over to England I was like right who can I make here who can I make there <laughs> and then you're only a 16 year old lad and you only know what you've been taught so I'm there training with the first team and I'm like right who can I make <laughs> so you're playing away and I always remember this one day um Meg Liam Daesh, big Irish centre half, pulled me afterwards and went, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, that's a bit different. So that was the first time I got in, and then certain people started slowly integrating you into the English system, and it's like, it's not about showing off, it's not yeah. about that, it's so, about what, yeah. So if you're to Meg somebody, at Arnhem, yeah. what would have been the reaction? Everyone happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even experienced pros? Yeah, yeah, because you've let your guard down. Right. Because yeah. Yeah. over here, that, it doesn't surprise us that he's done that. Because if there's a, imagine if there's a young kid comes over and he's... It is over here, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. over there, it didn't matter what your age was. Well, even if you're if you're mature, you shouldn't let it happen to you. So don't let yeah. a youngster get it over on yeah, you. Which yeah. is probably the right Whereas in England, it was like, don't he's fucking do... He's taking the piss out of me. Yeah. Yeah. So what age did you go to Coventry? Uh, it was when I was 16. So 16 slash 17, something like that. Was Dion and Huckabee there then, when you first went? Uh, Coventry. Coventry. Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. My first big memory of Coventry was obviously Liam Daish. Um, but you obviously had Carlton Palmer on. 
and uh, my first pre-season tour away, who did I get roomed with? Strachan, thank you. <laughs> Carlton Palmer. <laughs> so I'm a 17, I think it was 17, 18, we went away to Germany and I get roomed with Carlton Palmer. So we fly to Germany, get there, touchdown. I'm like buzzing, because I'm like, we're the first team, first time away. Uh, and um, lo and behold, half past four turns up, and uh, Carl <laughs> Carl gets dragged in by uh, Richard Shaw and Paul Williams in his uh, vest and underwear absolutely hammered gets and dragged half in half four in the morning half four in the afternoon oh. and I'm sat on the bed going okay um, and all the lads were coming in McAllister and I'm just sat there going ooh okay um <laughs> Just watching it all because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so he gets dragged in, like the, taking him back to his room. I was I was in the room, so he was just sat. No word of a lie. It was literally he's there in his not boxer shorts, white 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 fronts, white vest on like that, and I'm sat behind him on the vet, on the bed, just thinking. And all these lads have come try to get water in him, like, and I'm just thinking. Right, no wonder I've got a drinking career. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Carlton. <laughs> so they've basically just fetched him back, blind shitting drunk, yep. getting him back to the but room. But fair play to him. He got up the next morning and literally uh, bin bag under his rain suit and trained away. Yeah, Old school. Yeah, he said so, that on the thing, on here. Yeah. Yeah. He, he old school. But you, hard, you probably but. wouldn't remember that. I sat there and watched the whole thing thinking... Whew, right, so this is what I'm meant to be doing to become a professional footballer. <laughs> see, see, peace play for England. This is what I should be doing. <laughs> Did you have to change your attitude a bit? Because I, I can't imagine Strachan mm. would. Strachan. Like, Strachan was uh, your old school, typical Scottish manager. Uh, you used to be scared to. You'd dip your head out, make sure he wasn't in the corridor, make sure he wasn't there, and then you'd move around to the canteen or to the other dressing room or go upstairs. You'd all look outside to make sure he wasn't there. It was, uh, whether it was little man syndrome, I don't know, but he used to <laughs> like to belittle people. But it, it's old school, and that's the way it was. Uh, and I Even the older lads? It. Pardon? Was he like that with the older lads? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so all the lads used to be scared of him as well. They used to peek their heads out. Um, and I was just like, wow, what a man. But, <laughs> <laughs> what a man in a good way or a bad way? In both, to be able to control so much power, as in you're a small man, but you've got a wealth of knowledge, but people are scared of you, yeah. literally scared of you. Um, I can't imagine CP being scared of GS. Anybody. He didn't even. He didn't mention him, did he? No. But um, we played with St Ledger, Sean St Ledger at Preston, and he was he was unbelievable. He was the main man at Preston. Ended up signing for Middlesbrough under Strachan, and he hated it. So I wonder if he if he was it's, a it's, it's, he, it's, he came back. It's one regime or the other sort of thing. The way that I look at it is, if you can. So, it when I was at Coventry, it was everyone was Scottish. So whether you were first team whether you were reserves, whether you were youth team, it was Scottish blood going all the way through. And that was the mentality that was bred through the club. So even our youth team coach, even though I played in the youth team, uh, in the, F, the youth cup or whatever it was and stuff, but the mentality was the exact same, brum, brum, drum it. 
And well, they're Wallace tackle. Yes. And I look back and I think, realistically, <laughs> there's so many players that have failed here that could have made it, but because they couldn't handle that face-to-face -face criticism straight up to you, they crumbled and they didn't want the ball. They didn't. They couldn't handle it. Whereas some people thrive on that. Because mm. um, I, I don't know whether I should say it or not. So obviously, I've gone into coaching and I've sort of taken that little bit of coaching into my business world. And without me even knowing, I did exactly what Strachan did and the other coaches. One of my staff messed up and he was only a young lad. He was only 19, 20 and I've had a proper fucking go at him. And the poor lad started crying. And I just literally, I was like, what have I just done? I'm so sorry, I, I didn't mean that. And you don't realize how effective it is until you actually see it in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Whereas the football environment, it's a bubble. You know it's a bubble. And you look after each other, you stick together, and what's said is said. And you, it, Forget you, about but it. But then the amount of stuff that, if it was to happen in the workplace, what's gone in, and my God, we'd probably all be in jail. <laughs> it's recognising the people, the lad's character, though. If that lad, if that young'un was cheeky and naughty or whatever, he'd have just you'd have bollocked him. He'd have taken on the chin and gone, right, fair enough. But that's but the thing, because I, I was only starting out at business. I'm only going off what I've been taught coaching-wise yeah. from my peers, exactly. Yeah. And from that, I've learned a massive thing, as in when it comes to staff and coaching. Coaching kids, you've still got to have that little bit of... Because I remember when I was coaching at the Port Vale under-16s, the kids try and take the piss out of you. And it's like, well, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm here, I'm volunteering. If you don't want to listen to me, I'll see you in a year's time at Tesco's. Ding, ding. How much is that, Mr. McPhee? That'll be £22.40. <laughs> right, see you later, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, Mr. McPhee. But, right, what, there's obviously a difference there between the Dutch upbringing where they're just filling you with confidence. What, seem, what seems to be coming from Strachan is... And, that kind of environment is knock you down to make you stronger. Yeah. But what you're saying from the Dutch side is to just fill you with that confidence. Yeah. Fill you with that confidence. Completely build two you up, different sides. Up. Yeah. Which works best? Happy medium in the middle, I guess. Um, if you can do both, then great. Um, but from a coach's side, if it was me, it's understanding the player and because everyone's totally different. It, if you need someone that needs a fucking bollocking, you give them a bollocking. If you need someone that needs an arm round, then you give them a fucking arm round them. But in my eyes, <clears throat> I like the Dutch way because, okay, you're cocky, you're arrogant, but ultimately you're getting the best out of every player, no matter what. Even though they're shit, they still think they're fucking bored. <laughs> still deluded. Yeah, but he's not gonna come and say, oh, coach, you're, you're being nasty to me or you're not playing me. No, he's like, he thinks he's God's gift. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you hammer someone and they think they're still doing good and then you don't play it, well, I'm doing everything you say. Mm, you're not playing me. I think it, in England, I think it was just a blanket, just fucking batter and batter and batter. <laughs> and batter. <laughs> right. Easy option. But yeah, just batter and batter. <laughs> and this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. 
Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. But uh, <coughs> and the, <coughs> the so-called strong ones will come out in the end. That, that's what it were. There were no arm round, really. No arm round, some and all that. It, just, it was just a fucking for everybody, weren't it? At 16, 18. Was Max Sheffrey in your youth team then? Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, he's been in touch, funnily enough. Oh, God. <laughs> Ask him when Gordon Strachan made us wash about 10 cars when we were at Coventry as kids because he said we were only passing for each other in a reserve game. Oh, God. So it's like Mr. Miyagi tackle this. No, so, so how me and Sheffers used to play up front together and I, I can't remember who we played um, but we absolutely battered this team one twos round the corners um, can't remember whether we won or not but the uh, next morning we got in and Strachan pulled us into the office just me and him we're thinking what, what is he going to what's he going to do here are we getting a contract here <laughs> what? what, what's going on he absolutely fucking battered us. He said, used two last night, absolute bag of shite. That just ripped us to shreds. And then he said, he didn't say your punishment, he said for that, go and clean my car, go and clean uh, so-and-so's car. Go. So he sent us out, we didn't train, we had to go clean cars. Did he say that? He, he, well, the, the biggest thing that comes to football, and you know that, it, it comes down to opinions. And I suppose if, Maybe we might have been a little bit cocky, as in the way that we were, because um, we knew we were we absolutely smashed and we played amazing. But maybe he didn't like the way that we played, and for that, seen his ass or yeah. was it that, that reverse psychology again that we talked yeah. about, like with Clough, of they're getting too big for the boots that he's not to yeah. knock him down a peg or two. And uh, yeah, we had to uh, we were washing Robbie Keane's car, washing them all, and it was just like <laughs> fucking hell, cheers. Wow. See, it, it, I agree with you, but only if he looked after him and gave him a chance. You know, yeah. like, I can yeah. do that. But then, you know, see, if he put you in the first team next week, you think that he's done that for a reason. But it sounds like he just completely fucked you off, basically. It was, it was always a difficult one because, um, obviously, Sheffers, he, we played in the FA Youth Cup. Uh, I can't remember who we played. I think it was Newcastle, absolutely battered them. And Sheffers is a year younger than me, and um, uh, it was Richard Money at the time, and he came up to uh, both of us and he he, he said uh, to Sheffers, "You're you're with the first team squad tomorrow." And I think uh, he was 16; I'd just turned 17, and uh, I was like, "Okay, I'm sure I was better than Sheffers yesterday. Why ain't going with me?" But that's what you play in your head. Did and you ask him that? Or? No, at the time, fucking hell. Me asked that, and fucking hell, I would have got shot down. Like <laughs> my in uh, s- 17, all right. But uh, yeah, Sheffers, and that's where he made his debut, away at Aston Villa in uh, in the Prem. And uh, ever since that day, was always played every resi game, with the first team every day, travelled every game, on the bench quite a lot. But then Strachan never ever put his on. Never put his on. Even towards the, the end of the season when we were safe, never put his on. 
and I've, 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 hopefully he's listening to this. I want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you, you put it? me on? We're, we're not getting relegated. You could have easily put me on, but in my head, it's always played out. Why the fuck didn't you put me on? Yeah. What have you got to lose? Yeah. It's true, though, isn't it? Especially if you're safe and you. you, yeah. you can't. What have you got to lose? Uh, you but never no, make an appearance for not for Cov, no. So that made a massive decision <laughs> in my next steps, because um, the next season I was like, right, I'll go out on loan. Went up loan to St Mirren in the in Scottish Prem. You were Ronaldinho's replacement. Yeah, yeah. What was Ronaldinho? Was it Scott? Was it Scott McGarry? What was his name? Yeah, um, um, oh, what was his name? Tom, Tom Henry. Tom Henry. Yeah. Tom Henry couldn't get Ronaldinho in, apparently, so he brought Steve McPhee in. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Tom, Tom Henry knew uh, uh, Ronaldinho, the, the, manager? the manager. He knew, apparently, Ronaldinho's agent was Scottish, and he knew him. And he wanted, and before he went to PSG, he wanted him to do a couple of months on loan somewhere, and he was going to go to Saint Mirren on loan. He's got the same SIM card as Flip, and he got delayed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wind up. Isn't it? <laughs> but so, so, so then, when I turned up and I was I was ready to do the keep ups in front of the stadium, with all the fans, <laughs> there was no one there. I was like, okay, <laughs> which one's Ronaldinho? Teeth, teeth. long hair, teeth. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, it went bad, wasn't it? Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Well, they couldn't get him, so there's only one man for the job. <laughs> no, so I went up there and I got a proper first uh, first team experience playing had you, Saturdays. Had you down by this time, Michael, were you misbehaving? I was a quiet man up until... So my 18th birthday, I spent at home watching Coronation Street with mum and dad. Um, and then it wasn't until I started living on my own, which was after that, that's when it started to, right, I can drink, I can enjoy myself, I can meet the women, I can do the bit of this, bit of that. And um, I've got, what does my missus call me? Um, so if I do something, I've got to go all out. It's the extreme. Yes. So when it comes to drinking, I, I, I'll just go full out until I'm, everything I do is to the extreme. It's probably the reason I got with the missus because she um, studied uh, uh, psychology. She probably wanted to study so me. I'm not just long every night. That's it. <laughs> Stephen, just before we go to bed, just lie down. Oh, what for fuck's sake? Watch what, the what? finger, not the finger. <laughs> what are your thoughts been today, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> Will you put that uh, fucking notepad and bend down, love? <laughs> Stop fucking recording me. <laughs> yeah. So you went, you went to St. Mirren, Scotland. Uh, enjoyed it that much. So came back. Uh, Coventry offered me a contract and I was like well you're not guaranteeing me first team football and many many of us have done it I was like right I'll drop the leagues and I signed for Port Vale um, probably the best decision ever made I enjoyed everything lived on my own um, was that with so Nobby? Uh, it was Nobby yeah, yeah. Um, banging the goals in now 27 goals in 2003 to be fair, saying that, Nobby's in one of my notes. Um, and I was out almost every night, every single time. Um, lo and behold, I was banging in the goals. And at the time, Nobby, he, he said, as long as you're banging in the goals, the same with Martin Foyle at the time. He said, as long as you're banging the goals, I'm not going to say anything to you. The minute that you stop banging the goals, then I'll come down on you like a ton of bricks. Because um, I always remember one night, went out. We were playing, uh, we'd played on the Saturday, one. And he said, um, uh, game Tuesday, please don't go out, lads. 
ding ding let's on go the Saturday out. night or the Sunday uh, don't go out on the Saturday night so I went out uh, in Hanley don't know if you've ever been Hanley yeah it's not the uh, put it this way it's a pretty rough town <laughs> <laughs> I went out with my uncle that night and lost my uncle and this from do you remember Liquid yeah I, so there's been... a big club up on the left and there's a big long road all the way down to the roundabout I thought I ain't fucking queuing in this um this to get a taxi I'll go down to the bloody roundabout so I've started walking down to the roundabout and um, all I heard was Oi McPhee and as I've turned round boom clocked straight to the floor how cold? Pretty, well not not cold because I remember them booting my head in so there was probably there was about three four of them absolutely just stomping on me kicking Stoke me Stoke fans yeah Stoke fans absolute batting the shit out of me Got up, eventually got home, um, nose over, face over, absolutely battered. Um, got back to the house. I was like, for fuck's sake. First thing in my head was, Foyley's going to be fucking fuming. <laughs> Not about my fucking face and body. I'm like, it's going to be fuming I've been out. So obviously Sunday morning came because uh, we were meant to be in training and rang him up and told him the story. And he's like, right, um, stay away from the training ground as much as possible so no one can fucking see all the damage. I'm like, what about the police and all that? Let's get them involved. But at the time, Port Vale were like, no, let's just keep, keep it low, under wraps. Keep it under wraps. When it played on the Tuesday, nothing ever happened of it. But ultimately, looking back, realistically, we should have got the police involved. I got absolutely battered by about three, four Stoke fans just for being who I was. Yeah. Just for playing for ball there. It, it is a big rivalry, man. Yeah, it is a it is a, a really big. Well, rivalry. saying that, we went on another night out, and I'm not sure if you've seen pictures of my brother. He looks the exact same as me. Went out one night uh, after I'd been away, left Port Vale. I was at Portugal uh, in Biramar. Came back for a weekend. Gone out. Some same thing again. Some Stoke fan glassed my brother, thinking it was me. Uh, my brother slit all down there. Yeah. Didn't realise it was that bad. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, Tom Pope spoke about it. Cause Tom, yeah. Tom Pope is a big Pope. Massive, fan. massive rivalry. You never get to thinking. I've never better off. Well, I've I've been, I put it this way: Have I been back to Stoke since? No. <laughs> 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 you did well though in them, them few years at Port Vale, player at season. Yeah, it was uh, one of the best seasons you I had. Twenty-seven goals in that second season. How I didn't win Golden Boot, I don't know. I think it was little righty that beat me. Um, I'm not sure how. Ian or? Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't remember his name. What's the little lad? That was at Brighton. He was on the show. Leon Knight. Leon. Oh, Leon. Oh. Yeah. yeah he also. Year, <laughs> I think he scored about 11 pens. Um, I didn't score any pens because didn't take them, but mine were all open play. Sorry, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> don't, uh, don't worry about it, mate. He does not listen. <laughs> he certainly does not listen. <laughs> Will you move? Talk are you going to Wigan and or Leeds as well? Uh, so Wigan, Wigan was pretty much a done deal. Was that just before they went to the Prem as well? Yes. So um, I got a phone call off Brian Horton. He said uh, Wigan want to buy you. I'm like great. Talked to my agent. Right. Went over to Wigan with my agent. Sat down with Jewel. Um, discussed the whole deal. Pretty much signed everything off. Um, left thinking I was going to go train at Wigan the next day uh, and then I got a phone call the chairman's pulled the plug 
At your end? Uh, No, um, at their end. And uh, he's gone, no, you can't have this, 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 this. I'm like, it wouldn't have been Dave Whelan, would it? It will have been, no. It was Dave Whelan. The oldest one, yeah. 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 He, um, He pulled the plug and he said, well, we can go ahead, but this is the deal. And I'm like, well, I've just wasted a whole fucking day down doing a medical, doing this, actually negotiating a deal, sat there, because we thought it will all be done in a day. And um, yeah, he pulled the plug and I said, well, no. I thought, we're going down, this is a deal. Come and, I'm a Wigan player tomorrow. That evening, so got were, a phone were call. Were Wigan at the time? They were about to be Wigan promoted to the championship. Right. Yeah, so they're in the same league as Port Vale. They're about to get promoted. They just signed Jimmy Bullard. And I was like, oh, great, yeah. I Double wages, do this, great, great, great. And then he pulled loads of stuff, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, I'm not sure that's how negotiations are meant to work. Did he alter your, your weekly wage, or was it just other stuff, signed on fees? Everything, and, everything. So he reduced your wage as well? Everything, yeah, everything in there, and I was just like, well, what was the point in coming over? Could you have not done that over the fucking phone? I, I could have spent a whole day doing watching Netflix well he didn't have Netflix back then <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I mean I could have done something better all so my straight day. away you, you, you've, got, you've got your back up with yeah, you yeah. I see my ass and I was like what's the point of that well, if a club wants you they want you and you agree a deal and it's there and then for someone to just come and say well I couldn't understand why are you negotiating a contract when someone that makes a decision isn't even in on the talk yeah the, and I was um, just like, okay. So they've done the negotiations, and then he's he's seen it afterwards and yeah. said, no, seen I'm it not that evening, that. not yeah. happy with that, not happy with that. And I was just like, well, no. And um, the agent's like, yeah, bugger it, see you later. To be fair, I I didn't have the best seasons from there, and they blamed it all on that because my mind was all over the place and all this. <laughs> and it wasn't. I just had a bad season. Yeah, bad seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sounds. Then like I we went on the next season and had an absolute worldie. Player yeah. of the season, twenty-seven goals. Yeah. And then I was on a, I was, I ran out of contract and I was on a Bosman. Did they offer you another contract? They offered me another contract, yeah. Um, the sad thing about it was Leeds came in and I think they offered a hundred grand at the time, which was a piss take because I was top scorer in the league, absolutely battering, absolutely thriving. And Only uh, a year left though, is that? No, I was out of contract. Right. Completely out in... European terms, Bosman's 23, in England's 24. So I can go anywhere in Europe free. But the thing Port Vale was like, from what I remember, they were like, right, he won't go to Europe. And I was like, I'll fucking go anywhere if you want to give me the money. Um, So I tried, me and my agent tried to get them because I would have happily stayed in UK. It's like, take fucking Leeds off it. It was 100 grand, take it. I'm happy with the wages, happy with the blah, 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 blah. They're like, no, they thought they could get more. I said, well, you're going to end up with nothing. And lo and behold, they did. I went to Portugal on a free. Let me get this right. So, if, But if you'd have moved anywhere in the UK, then they would have had to pay a fee. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, so from what I remember correctly, the how the Bosman works in Europe, a Bosman works when you're 23, so you can move freely when you're 23. In the UK, a Bosman works when you're 24. So you can't move freely until you're 24. I don't know how yeah. that is or why that is. So they have gone to like a tribunal type yeah. thing. If you're a Sancho win, then Leeds could have got stung for 400 grand. Yeah. And what the tribunal would decide. So, so I'm right, I mean, nobody really expects anybody to so go from Port Vale to 
Portugal. Europe. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Well, maybe, so we, maybe we, if we can mag a luff, but not, <laughs> not, not signing a contract for Zoom. Well, what I, we, as at the time, we were trying to tell Port Bale, please, please, because I did love the club and I still do. Um, we, I, I wanted them to get something out of it. I said, just take the 100 grand off, Leeds. Um, I'll be happy, you'll be happy. But they didn't see that and then they ended up having a massive rift with my agent at the time. Ended up going to Portugal. <laughs> I've got a quote here from your from your agent, Jonathan Barnett. Yeah, <laughs> is, he, is he a bit of a character? Well, he's, he's Bale's agent now, isn't he? Is he? Because he says uh, Port Vale are a two-bit operation, and we are a major company. <laughs> <laughs> their concerns, they can stick up their ass. <laughs> well, when They're you work, when you're company. working with Bale and McPhee, hey, what can I say? <laughs> We're a major company. <laughs> I do hold myself high. He's <laughs> <laughs> from that. He's from Holland. Don't no, no bring in. He's uh, yeah. from Holland. <laughs> <laughs> so Portugal. My said to be fair though. I mean, for me going to Portugal, it'd be a lot holiday, different. all inclusive, all inclusive. <laughs> but I mean, what you were saying is you move around the world anyway. So it maybe weren't as a daunting a thing for you. Yes, yeah. as what it would have been for. For fucking Barry Barnsley, you don't yeah, well, like. Well, <laughs> before that, I'd never lived anywhere longer than three years, whether it was in the country or out of the country. Every three years, moved, 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 moved. So to go into Portugal, didn't even. It, to me, major. it was nothing. It was like no problem. Go over there. Uh, I even took my. Um, I said to my mate, I said to him, "Look, they're paying for absolutely everything. How would you?" Oh, he was a chef. <laughs> I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I said to him, do you want to come live with me? I said, we'll live half of the year on the beach, half of the year in town when it gets a bit colder. Um, all you need is spends. I'll sort everything else out, accommodation, da 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 And he, he, um, he said, yeah. So I moved across, flew across, and he drove my car over with a few belongings and that and moved across. Beverly Hillbillies. Load the car up and off we go. <laughs> it was an A4 convertible. <laughs> Hairdresser car. <laughs> Don't forget my scissors. So Did he get a job out there then? Or no, no. He just, just. I said, just bring Spence because um, when I was out there, I realised how cheap it was. Um, we weren't in Porto. We weren't in Lisbon. We were in uh, a town in between that was very old school. Very didn't get many tourists. So everything was cheap. As pants. Enjoy it. It was <clears throat> an experience. Culture shock? Yes. Massive culture shock. Going from, like you were saying before, um, playing in Holland to obviously playing in England. And then this was another complete change um, to the amount they trained. So in England, you trained Monday, Tuesday, off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, played Saturday. You might have a double session on a Tuesday. That was pretty much standard. Got to Portugal. It was double sessions every fucking day. <laughs> but it wasn't double session 10.30, 1.30. It was double session 10.30, 4.30. So oh, I now know why they have a siesta. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't get my head around it. And it was hard for me because I was like, this is a fucking proper job. Because you're getting up in the morning, you're going to work then you can't do what you want. You have to think, because you have to train again. Yeah. Did, you to, did the lads used to go home or did the lads just stay around the club all the time? So it, how it used to work, depending on how, so obviously if you were from Barnsley, you used to just hang around 
uh, someone else's house or whatever if you're about an hour away or if you're close then you just went home had a siesta had your lunch came back to training and it was it took so long for me to get my head around and you were doing that Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and even sometimes on a Friday you train in the morning and then just do set plays in the afternoon I'm like so you never got a day off in the week sometimes it brought us in Saturday Sunday and the, the lads just used to smile and get on with it because that's all they knew yeah. and I was just <clears> like okay so whenever I got a chance I used to try and go for a beer but over in Portugal they've got they've got three papers just dedicated to football so you know like we've got the Sun the star so-and-so the Sun the star Daily Mail for example that is just dedicated to football alone so you had the record something else and something else so I used to go out for a drink and then I get a phone call from the chairman going oh you've been in town again I'm like in town again I've gone out to play some pool and I've had two beers oh that's not what we've heard and I'm just like Jesus Christ so, so mentally on all the time oh just getting I used to get pulled in all the time and I'm just like I'm training fucking 24 7 I can't go for a beer what can I do and it was like boom 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 when we did let loose we did have a few good laughs because <laughs> Paul Murray was over there at the time uh, old um, QPR yeah. Oldham yeah. midfielder Carlisle Carlisle yes and the, um, we got each other through it but if so you that ask must it, have been a massive help having some like an English lad there well the thing was it was Mick Wadsworth that took me over so he was like come over see the place and he sold it like a fucking um, timeshare <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, great. <laughs> beautiful views, beautiful views. Come on. No, but I, I did the first two weeks in August. <laughs> no, but I did this. I took my mate over with me. I was like, I sold it to him like a yeah. fucking timeshare. That's why you came. Bring your trunks yeah. on, don't worry about he it. He said, look, I was like, we'll be back, beach, women, yeah, we'll be all right. <laughs> he, um, he got sacked after four games. So, so we're coming after, so we're, Portuguese manager coming. So we went through six managers in a year. Could then the was, was was did he have that training regime? The Portuguese training regime being bullied. an English manager. Bullied. So he well, was, well, whether he, was he got bullied or whether way. that was in his contract, he had to do it the Portuguese way. Right. Yeah. And the Portuguese way is the Portuguese way. Yeah. Yeah. Were they in the top league? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so our first game was against Benfica at Piramar. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, great playing Benfica so we're playing at home one of our, our stadiums was one of the ones that was used in the Euros so they built it up at 35,000 seat stadium absolutely beautiful amazing so uh, you think as you're walking out being my supporters Benfica walk out Benfica <laughs> yeah it was like playing an away game because Biramar's home support, I can't remember what it was, but in Portugal, Benfica's the biggest supported club. Then Across the country. Across the country, full stop. Then between Porto and Lisbon. But the whole place was red. And I was like, am I playing at home here? Away? <laughs> so you must have gone down there and seen the stadium and thought, oh, oh that, that's, As you do, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> What about on a normal game, how many would they get? Uh, so, at home games, we probably got about 10 to 15. So, it was pretty much 
in a 35. 40%. If, 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 if that. Um, but the, I won't knock it. To be fair, it was amazing playing away at Porto, playing away at Benfica, playing away at all these great places. Uh, but it was all culture shock. So uh, you always stayed in a hotel, home game or away game, uh, regardless. So did, did you only sign a year then? No, I signed uh, three year. Right. But um, we got relegated after one year and I'd had an okay season, scored a few goals and that, and then uh, got told Benfica were interested, a couple of interested. Now I, was, I said to my agent, I said, ideally I wouldn't mind going back home because if I can get home, then I'd rather go home. And it was, because it was such a culture shock and it was, it was intense, yeah. as in getting pulled in all the time yeah. in the media and get some I good money for the timeshare of it somewhere. I'd rather <laughs> play low key and you don't know me I can have a few drinks eat what I want do what I want play football not be in the paper every fucking Monday morning that's it and then it was Peter Taylor came in for us he said well I want to buy you they've just been promoted to the championship I was like well yeah I'm up for that because I was going to go to Leeds etc and I was uh, eventually negotiated a deal I was like right yeah Benfica and I was like, just leave Benfica. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Like, would that happen? Do you think? I, from what they were talking, but the way that the environment that I was in, I was like, I just want to go home, sort of thing. So yeah, That's I'd rather go back to Hull. Hull, Benfica. Funny enough, they weren't my two options when I went. <laughs> when I went to Hull, they weren't my two options. And I won't lie to you, the women weren't bad, the food weren't bad, <laughs> and Superbock was hell cheap. <laughs> yet, you, yet you came back to Hull. Yes, because I hadn't heard about Hull. Mate, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I can't get my head round it, I'll be so honest. I, I obviously hadn't been told about Hull, I hadn't been told about Portugal. <laughs> There's no timeshares in Hull, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I heard John Parkin was going to join soon. <laughs> yeah, so I went to Hull because I wanted to challenge myself in the championship. Um, Portugal is... The league in Portugal was a bit like Scottish. You got your top three and then the rest filters down. But uh, I was like, well, I haven't seen myself in the championship. I want to try it. Let's go for it. Let's push myself and see where it can take me. Yeah. I won't lie to you. Hull was one of the best clubs in a different way for me because um, I played three games um, I tore my hamstring and then when I was coming back from my hamstring I started getting knee pains and that's when Maltz and went to see the surgeon realised I had um, I needed micro fracture and fair play to Adam Pearson at the time Adam Pearson um, he texted me while I was in the hospital bed and he said I know you've signed for two and one well, we're going to give you another year while I was on the hospital bed um, just to re... Yeah, that's the chairman. And I was like, yourself. yeah. He's good I as well, really man. Brilliant one. And to me, that was like, fucking hell. It, it was amazing. Um, whereas if you turned that round to Blackpool, you would have said, is there any way you can cut, cut this guy off straight away? Yeah. 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 Microfracture back then is probably you're looking at nine to 12 months minimum. Yeah. It were a, bit, were a fucking big, big... I mean, it's, it's probably nine months at best now, yeah. isn't it? Who's there at Hull while you're there? Uh, while I played? Yeah. Uh, John Parkin. No, I came in after that. Oh, no. Uh, Keith Alan. Andrews. Yeah. Keith Andrews signed. Mark Lynch. Yeah. I don't know why I'm laughing. Boaz. <laughs> Boaz Demo. Boaz Demo. 
Um, Barnby. There was a few strange relationships I remember when that. Was Dawson. There was two didn't speak. It was a Barnes and Ash. Bam, no, Barnes and Ash. When I were there, Barnes and Ash got on with each other. But I think they had a bit of a do. No, they had a do. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know what it was about, but yeah. they, they got on really well when I, were, when I were there to start with. I think it was after I'd left that they had a, a bit of a do. Yeah, they, that's the thing when you're in foot, there's always little things that go on. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but you've, ultimately, it's a job and you just get on with it. You get that well paid. You just get on with it. Yeah. I'm not sure whether if you're working in a smaller environment and you're getting a lot less paid, whether you'd put up with it. Someone slashing your tyres. I know, that's the thing. It's, <laughs> it's always I don't, I don't know football. what HR would say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you're getting your P45 for that one. <laughs> in most jobs, you're getting your P45. Yeah. The, fact, the fact that you're fetching a knife to work, that's probably the first the first stuff <laughs> so how long were it after Phil Brown coming that you were there for the full season uh, to be fair everyone asked me who's um, the best manager I've played under and it was probably Phil Brown because oh, it was but the reason I say that is because it was most enjoyable for me um, yes he was Charlie Big Bollocks but for me coming through my injury and him given me that confidence again and playing again and doing it all and his training sessions for me would I enjoyed it that's why I always say football is about opinions you hated it and other managers I fucking hate but it's all down to opinion mm. but to me as a manager I really enjoyed working with the man take you back to your Dutch roots full of, full of confidence I, full of confidence and enjoyment yeah you didn't have a care in the world yeah didn't I can see it. that with him I, I didn't have a care in like the that. world he brought it out in you and it's like just get on with football Did, who gives a shit if you had a bad touch who gives a shit whereas Nobby was a complete fucking do it again fucking do it again fucking do it again right, right I've tried no fucking do it again right I've, it's that other mentality whereas it's like just get on with it mm. who gives it it's a bad touch fuck it get on with it one thing I've realised you know if we want to keep him quiet just bring up Phil Brown <laughs> he does he goes in himself doesn't he you see him like <laughs> retreats <laughs> Change the subject. As soon, yeah, as soon as you mentioned that name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well fucking get off, lads. Yeah. Lights are on, but uh, no let, one's on. Let me know. Let me, I want to go and set this room up for this bar. Let me know. Let me know how it is. I suppose that time at all's kind of the start of the a long period of injuries. Then, don't well, you? I was out for a long time, and then eventually got back in under Brownie, and then. I played most of the start. To be fair, this is another thing that I hate about football. It all comes down to fucking wisdom. And you learn from your year's experience. So I played 25 games up until Christmas. The season we got promoted at Hull. Got bought by Blackpool. And then um, it was a few years ago. I was like, fucking hell, I need to look at my contracts. Let me see if there's any T's and C's in here that I can get some fucking bonus out of this. I played 25 games. There might be something in there. No, if you leave the club, you dis you, uh, you what's relinquish. the word? Relinquish all your bonuses. Lost that bonus at Hull. Played 25 games, more than most of them, and they split the bonus. Then went to Blackpool. We got promoted at fucking Blackpool, and it was pro fucking Rata. I ain't played a fucking second. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fucking hell, is someone looking down on me here? I was you, like, any danger? You needed, to, you needed fucking Gareth Bale's agent back then, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, this was Went Blackpool, loved it. Uh, first six months great and then pre-season got injured again injured again 
the surgeon said you've got two ways to do it we can fix it do a full recover or like the physio says build your muscles up and you'll be great so i went and built all my muscles up absolute tree trunks the strongest my legs have ever been <clears throat> played a resi game away at man city um got the ball no one turned no one near me turned <laughs> completely ruptured it i was like that was a waste of fucking six months yeah so you so you You've done everything that the physio had told you to do, uh, and then it happened the first game. First game, one of the first games back. Yeah. See, that's the one where you need a strong physio. I thought I don't think Maltz would have let you do that, would he? Maltz would have said, "Look, it needs fixing." See, I, you need to just fucking repair it. It's yeah. the best way to do. See, mm. I can't comment on that because I don't have the knowledge, um, and I won't look back and say differently. Should've but it might. Yeah, exactly. But I done that, and then came back from that and then it was like right started playing start playing again and then i started getting the fucking pains again from my microfractures in both knees and i was like right take me to um surgeon go in it's like you need microfractures on fucking both of them and your uh, cruciates um fucked as well i was like okay uh, he said what age will you be here i was um 28 at the time but he had previously said on the previous one, he had advised me to retire. He said, Steve, um, I'm advising you to retire now. I said, fuck it, no, do it, let's go. It's gonna be hard at 28 to the I said, do it, let's go. And then when it came to the next one, and he, it's what he actually said to me that hit home. He's like, Steve, I know I told you to retire last time. I'm telling you to retire this time. Uh, the reason I'm telling you to retire this time is because if you want to play football, if you have kids or anything like that, you want to be able to walk, you want to, be, I would retire now because your knees are that bad. And when he said that about the kids, I didn't have kids, I didn't have any, it hit home and I just went. I was like, that's me. Yeah. I have to call it a day. Cried for about 10 days. <laughs> but yeah, it was horrible. When you it's that period that we've spoken about with a few players of Simon Grayson, Ian Holloway comes in, promotion to the Premier League and that must have been even harder. Still, the fact that, you know, if you had, I think if you had been fit, you'd have had a chance at playing in the Premier League as well. I, I, at the time, I didn't think it was that hard because I was still in, in amongst it. Yeah. So I'd gone straight from playing to be first team coach alongside Steve Thompson and with Holloway. Um, did he do that for you? Did he Holloway did it for me, yeah. Because um, I'd done me my coaching badges, which was great. Brilliant, the chairman done me up the ass, um, but he pulled me into the office and he said, "Right, here's the contract." Looked at it and I was like, "What, twelve and a half k?" He said, um, "Can we do it up to twenty? Nope, twelve and a half k." And I was like, "Twelve and a half k?" I said, "Okay." He said, "I'm not budging on it. If you don't like it, fuck off." I was like, "Okay." So I th it took me. It took a little bit of time to actually get into my brain but I was like you couldn't pay for someone to be a first team coach have it on your CV for 12 and a half K you couldn't yeah. it's not possible so I took I took the big step and I was like right I'll do it so I ate humble pie and I was like right I'll do it so I did the first team did the reserves did helped out with the youth and all that and then we got relegated at Man U on the last day um, and I did all pre-season, still on 12 and a half K. I was like, Ollie, I need more money. I needed more to live on. So I think Ollie got me up to either 15 or 17 K. But then the chairman threw even more 
stuff on top of that. So we said, right, Steve, you're doing the first team, you're doing the reserve team, then you're helping out with the youth team, but I also want you to do the development squad in the evenings and at the weekends. I said, I might as well get a house here. Have you got a house for me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck off. Yeah, so that's when I left and then the rest is history. Start digging a hole. <laughs> yeah. How did you cope with it though? Finishing, finishing the playing side. You know, I know you were upset at Well, the that's time. what I said. The, 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 this is why it didn't hit me straight away. So it didn't hit me finishing playing because I was still amongst the lads. Yeah. I was still, you know, I was in weekend, I was in the environment, in that bubble. It wasn't until I said up you that when I left, I was like, right, what the fuck do I do now? And as much as a brave face you can put on as a footballer, you're built up to be strong as fuck. So my biggest thing was I was scared to ask for help because I didn't know what the fuck to do. I had my coaching badges and I, yeah, I can coach here for free and football clubs take advantage of that. Players that have just come out of football and take advantage of them because they don't know what to do. But I was like, right, just started digging a hole and started drinking and before I knew it, I was, I didn't realize at the time, I was depressed as fuck and before I knew it, I was trying to kill myself. It was horrible, horrible, horrible because I was scared to ask for help. But then I realized that if you talk to people and you actually open up and you, you, you're honest about stuff, people actually relay back to you. It's like, I actually feel like that. Oh, that's how I felt. And it, yeah, I've had such good response. So was you with your missus at this point? Uh, I was with her, but she, my, it was my missus that actually saved me on one of the occasions. Um, and I do apologize for putting her through that because you wouldn't want to put someone through that bit. She did save my life at, at one stage. Um, I don't want to go into the gory details, but even in my head, I thought it was pretty smart. <laughs> but um, no, but at the time when you're trying to kill yourself, you're actually because people people say to you, "Oh, it's just a cry out for help. It's just a cry out for help." That no, I literally wanted to die, and the way that I did it. I thought I was dead and I was a goner. It wasn't for some, well, obviously the ex-missus coming in and cutting me out of zip ties. Uh, I thought, yeah. So, it's yeah, it's, it's a weird subject, but if I've got any advice, talk, 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 and ask for help. We have all been in situations that we need help. Yeah, 100%. And you, it doesn't matter whether it's a job, whether it's whatever, just talk. Mm. Mm. Do you think it was just the football, that, the coming out of football, was that what, Made I you go down that road? My biggest thing was I didn't have a routine anymore. From and that's. 14, like you said. I've literally, like, from 14, day in, day out, get up, eat, sleep, football school, football school, whatever it is, learning. And then for that to suddenly, and to be fair, I took it away from myself. That's why when I was coaching, it hadn't gone because I still had a routine. Mm. I was still doing it. Even though it wasn't well paid, I still had a routine. Mm. But once I cut my routine off, I was like, right, what the fuck do I do? And you're lost. Yeah. You, there's no guidance. It was, yeah, yeah it was horrible. Mm. I didn't know that, man. Still, I, didn't, no, I, didn't, still, I didn't know that about my, my honestly. I didn't know. It was, um, I actually got Ben Burgess to do a piece on me um, in the Daily Mail, did a big piece on me. Um, and I'm like, if I can help one person, then it can help. But that's the thing about it. Us footballers that mentally trained, we can hide fucking anything. Mm, yeah. you, you don't know if whether I'm up or down. I can put a smiley face on it. It's what's going on in there. But the biggest thing is fucking talk. 
talk, talk, talk. And that's why I love watching Dino's videos because I made my bed this morning. <laughs> I'm like, well, Dino, you've already put a smile on my face by saying you made your bed. <laughs> well, I suppose, like you said, you, you went into the coaching role and that kind of, it almost gives you a soft release, if you will. The fact that you I don't think losing. it gave me a soft release. I think it just masked it for a time. Yeah. It just prolonged it yeah. for another year. It would have made me worse, I think. Yeah. When I was still a coach, I could still I was still mobile and I could still get involved a tiny yeah. bit and mm. I was still there or thereabouts. I just couldn't play football because the wear and tear. Yeah. So I was still there, but then when I completely cut it off, it was like out, yeah. drinking. Yeah. And then I was like, well, what do I do? And I thought in my head, right, I've got the answers. Right? I didn't have the answers. What I should have done was, right, can anyone help me? I don't know where yeah. to go from here. Who did you speak to? I, I won't lie to you. I did ask the PFA for a bit of help, but they got back to me a week later. I could have died by then. Um, so, but I'm not going to knock the PFA. They've really helped me in the past with a lot of things. Um, but from noticing that it was me that got myself out of it my it was very hard at the time because i got put on prescription drugs um and at the time i took them and you know me i'm fucking hyperactive adhd fucking all over the place want to be here there everywhere and at the time it just made me like that so that was another challenge in its own because what i did was I had to pretend to my friends and family that I was taking these so that they thought I was on the straight and narrow, but all I was doing was putting them down the toilet because I knew personally, I need to get myself out of this. My brain can get me yeah. myself out of this. I don't need that. That's That's, yeah, that will just keep me in that zone. I don't want to be there. I need to go to a different place. Obviously, we, we've spoke to Dino about this and Clark Carlisle spoke about it as well. What do you think the biggest factor is in terms of obviously there's that loss of euphoria of playing football the the fan the fans the week in week out of going on the field and getting that accolade if you will or being around teammates and being around the people that you're used to week in week out which i think there's two things if i'm being honest with you there's two things that you can miss there's that adrenaline rush of scoring goals and being on the pitch which you you can't duplicate it's not possible mm. so you go you possibly go searching in other ways to try and find that whether it's alcohol whether it's gambling whether it's to try and find that rush but you can't duplicate it because it's not the same and then being around your teammates everyone says it it's the biggest thing that they miss and i'll admit that as well it is the biggest thing i miss because who works in an environment where you've got 28 other lads where you have banter every single day take the piss out of each other but you're still on friendly terms if you were to do that in, really. yes if you were to do that in a normal business work environment hr would have a fucking yeah. field day but that's why you've got that closed environment and they don't let people because you you work on that level and if you can't handle the environment well then it's a different i've not seen maca for what 10 years and it's just like it seems in, like yesterday come in say hello yeah. and, I, and i can I, I could sit here all night and macanize yeah. get pissed and I've not seen him for 10 years. Same as if I saw a player who I played with at uh, Stoke. You could sit down and it's literally as if you've not no, been away. It's yeah. very it, weird. It's, it's strange, man. So you're in a better place now? Are you happy? Yes, no. Why I'm in a better place? I've got a new missus, got two little babies. Um, 
it's the business that keeps me sane more than anything. I've got a routine, absolutely. Get up in the morning, it don't make me fucking millions, but I've got a routine. I meet people day in, day out, servicing customers. I didn't realise you had a business. What is it? Printing. You ain't got a... Oh, you'll love the banner. You ain't got any merch, have you? You ain't got a sheet or I mean, to show us. What's this? This is a first. Hey, hey we're getting we're a, we're a magic construction <laughs> job. We've never had a... Uh, you need any banners or anything like that, just let me know. We've never had a flip chart before, have we, lads? Oh! Hey, oh, oh no, now we're talking. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I was not expecting that. No. When you need last-minute printing when no-one else can save you, you need to call... Minuteman. Minuteman. <laughs> Or you what? need a quick fix in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> what a poster. You're looking well on the picture as well. You are. Brilliant, mate. Probably best. <laughs> that's, that's sense. I weren't expecting a, I weren't expecting a superhero popping up. <laughs> uh, hey-ho. Right, any more? Oh, with Bellas at Coventry? You've been at Bellas with Coventry, weren't you? Bellas, Jesus Christ, that brings back another one. When we were at Coventry and I was at the first team, uh, Bellas must have only been... 19 so obviously signed for Cov from Norwich for a big fee but he didn't have a driving license so when I was with the first team and that he used to always say to me uh, Strachan knows that I can't drive so I can't have my my um, Mercedes whatever top of the class Mercedes on the driveway for when I get off the bus so when I didn't travel he's like do us a favour drive all weekend no problem I'll make sure you're insured in that. I'm like, how can I be insured? You're not insured. <laughs> he lost his life. No, but it wasn't until I looked back and thought, well, I thought, he said it, I just believed it. <laughs> and then, uh, I, yeah, he said, just park it round the corner and uh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll give you a few quid. And I was so like, I don't need a few quid. I'm happy just driving your bloody car. <laughs> so so there I was driving all weekend in these top up Mercedes, not knowing I wasn't insured, but yeah. So Bellas were, didn't have a driving license. Didn't have a license, yeah. And the top of the range Merc, yeah. and, and he was getting you to drive it around for him. Mercs, BMWs, Jaguars, yeah. You must have been the fucking boy about tower, you didn't come. He also <laughs> had a few parking t- uh, parking tickets and, <laughs> and speeding fines. <laughs> See you in a minute, man. I said, well, it wasn't me. <laughs> but then he said it wasn't me, I was away. <laughs> we so just send it? the speeding fine to someone who's not got a license. We just send it. <laughs> Fair Cheers, play, yeah, top man, man, man Thank you very much. And that that banner is is right. Top I don't, notch. I, whoever designed that wants a medal. That it's on incredible. the back of my van as well. If you ever see it, just say hello. <laughs> <laughs> back a top man, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers, chaps. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.